You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. From Radio Row at Super Bowl 57, this is the Tim Donnelly Show. Presented by Dreamlawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show continuing from live on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler here as well. A uh, little favor. I mean, if, if you listen to the show, you know every Friday we play Monday headlines. And just because there's a Super Bowl Sunday between Friday and Monday this time doesn't mean we stop. Uh, Monday headlines. What will the sports world be talking about on Monday? We want to hear from you. Get your headlines in right now. Your best guess, your best uh, hypothesis. Try to be a fortune teller. What will the sports world be talking about on Monday? The biggest stories, the biggest news, the biggest results. 757 687 9494. That's the Dream Lawns text line. 757 687 9494. With that being said, uh, we have Sam Ocho coming up here in just a little bit, former NFL linebacker, current ESPN football analyst. In the meantime, the keys to the game for the Eagles, and we'll call this another one of our one big keys brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more, as well as Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. There are a bunch of keys to the game for the Eagles. Right? I look at this like this game, there's one big key, get it, one big key, for the, the, the Chiefs, and there's a billion big keys for the Eagles. There are a bunch of big keys for the Eagles. But they they probably only need, you know, to hit on roughly like eight of every ten to win. Their offensive line, which is big and dominant and, and famous, they need to be healthy throughout the game. Right? To me, as soon as one of those players on the offensive line go down, I'm moving Chris Jones right in front of the backup, and I think that can be a game changing play. Jalen Hurts cannot play tight or be protective of his shoulder. Right When Jalen Hurts gets out there, I need him to let it loose. I need him to cut it loose. I need him to throw with the anticipation and the power that he threw with during the year. When he runs, I need him to run with the power. That's the way he's been described most by our guests here on Radio Row, a powerful runner. We need him to not be afraid to use that power. They have to handle Steve Spagnuolo's blitz scheme. If there's, there's one thing that Steve Spagnuolo, who is the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, is known for, If you run an offense that is predicated around pushing the ball downfield, vertical passing game as they might call it, right, testing the the defense deep, he will blitz the ever-loving heck out of you. Now, it's awesome to have those five offensive linemen, right? It's awesome to have Landon Dickerson and to have uh, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. It's awesome to have all of these big names. But guess what? They're probably not blocking six guys. Right? It would take a Herculean effort for one of them to knock somebody over and then pick up the next, right? So, so how do you scheme? How do you game plan? How do you work to defend against those blitz schemes uh, or to proactively attack those blitz schemes is big in this one. The defensive line has to continue to be transcendent. Here's Dwight Freeney on SportsCenter talking about the Eagles' pass rush. 
The thing is, what they're so good at is it's just not like the defensive ends or the D tackles. It's collective pressure. You're getting pressure from the inside. You're getting pressure from the outside. Yeah, Hassan Riddick coming on the outside, outside linebacker sometimes on blitzes. And on third down, he's coming out with the heat off that left side. I think they have a complete pass rush across the board, hence why they had 70 sacks and they led the league in in, uh, getting after the quarterback. So it's going to be tough, man, to stop those boys. How about that? That's a lot of praise for that defensive line. Basically, the Eagles have like 15, 20 things that they do very, very well. There's a good possibility one of those ends up being the fulcrum or the, the turning point, right? The thing that we look back and go, oh, who would have guessed it? The interior of the defensive line decided the game, right? And then the talking heads on national shows will say, uh, I knew all along it would come down to the interior defensive line or the, the nickel cornerback. Oh, sure you did. But, but neither here nor there. If, if, if those things or one of those things decides the game, you just want to have the highest percentage of those plays that hit right if if it's going to be a defense a defensive player a defensive position group that decides the game what you're going to want to do is just play as well as you possibly can at all of those positions so there's a good chance that the one that decides the game you're playing well at now that probably sounds very basic but for the eagles i think it kind of is right you're likely not going to completely bottle up patrick mahomes and travis kelsey but if you do what you're supposed to do everywhere else, you'll be fine, right? The, the, the one big key is, is like going into a season. I'll, I'll break it down this way, make it a little bit more easy to digest. Going into a season, right, the, the, you love to look at the schedule, right? And you go win, loss, win, loss, win, win. We should win that one. Oh, that one's going to be tough. That's on the road. Maybe a loss. Win, 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 loss, win. Okay, we should be, you know, 13 and 4, whatever the math ends up being. The thing, the, the, the thing you have to do in those situations is win the games you're supposed to win, right? If you win the games against the teams that are not as good as you, if you win the games against the, the teams that uh, are rebuilding, and then you split the rest 50-50, right? Bounce of a ball here or there, fluke play here or there, it won't kill you. You really put yourself in a hole when you start losing the games that you should win, right? You're playing a team that's in the mix for the first overall pick, and you lose that game. That's what can really hurt you. That's how I look at it with the Eagles, right? Win, have the better defensive line. Have the better offensive line. Have the better uh, secondary. Have the better linebackers. Have the better running backs. Have the better receivers. Sure, tight end, you're probably going to lose that one. Quarterback, Maybe a coin flip based on how they're playing, but I think Patrick Mahomes has the advantage. If you, if you hit it right up and down on the ones that are coin flips, but you win all the rest, you'll take care of business. That's the advantage you have by building the, the, the roster the way you have, and that's the advantage you have based on having your quarterback still on a rookie contract. You can be better everywhere else. As soon as you, you agree to pay Jalen Hurts $40 million a year, which I believe is coming, and then after his, his fifth-year option, right, the, the cap number starts hitting, which is where the, the Chiefs are, you're not going to be as good everywhere else. You're just not going to be. And then you're going to have to depend on your, your top-tier guys more like the Chiefs are. In the meantime, win all of the games you're supposed to win, and you'll be fine. You'll be in the mix at the very least, and in the mix for a Super Bowl championship at the end is kind of where you want to be.
So the one big key for the Eagles, and again, one big keys all week have been brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more, as well as Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. The one big key for the Eagles is is a billion keys, right? Win the matchups on the roster that you are supposed to win. If you if you come into the game with the better secondary, have the better secondary. Yeah, sure, you might not have the better tight end. Dallas Goddard's good. Maybe he'll pull one out for you. But you're going up against Travis Kelsey. That might not be one you pencil in as a win. Try to win it, don't get me wrong. But if you, if you lose that matchup, fine. Go get the wins where you can go get the wins. All right? 757-687-9494. It's the Dream Lawns text line coming up later this hour, right about uh, 2.30-ish. Uh, we're going to be playing Monday headlines, so get your Monday headlines in now to the text line, 757-687-9494. What will the sports world be talking about on Monday? What will the sports bloggers be blogging about, the sports talkers be talking about on Monday? 757-687-9494. We'll be back. Hopefully, we're going to have Sam Acho, ESPN analyst, football analyst and former NFL linebacker joining the show right here in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth. Back with that coming up next. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's the Tim Donnelly Show presented by Dream Lawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Donnelly Show live from Radio Row here in Phoenix. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Jumping in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth and the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, Sam Acho, former NFL linebacker, current ESPN football analyst. Uh, he brought his book with him. It's coming out March 7th, author of Change Starts With You. Uh, Sam, we appreciate you for, for jumping in the uh, the booth. Before we talk about the book, um, what would it have been like? You and your brother both made it to the highest level of the sport. Everyone's talking about the Kelseys. What would it have been like if you guys matched up in a game like this with so much on the line? Well, one of the cool things is we, we didn't get a chance to play against each other in a championship game, but we got a chance to play together in a championship mm-hmm. game. In college, we, in 2009, we played, both played at Texas. Mm-hmm. We played Alabama, and we were both on the fields started in the game right at two sacks he had a couple tackles in that game and it was an unbelievable experience to play with him I remember in the locker room moments before the game you know and you, you know so it's it's a national championship it's a yep. Super Bowl these are big games and you can be a little bit nervous it's a real thing and I remember we were all hanging in the locker room and I was cool to see him do this I saw him start gathering some people together we had a lot of Christians on our team guys who were followers of Jesus and had been committed to like following Jesus for a while everyone was nervous and so he started like getting people together and we started to pray and all of a sudden, it was started off as two, four, six guys. All of a sudden, you saw the entire locker room holding hands and praying. And it was almost this thing of like, hey, man, like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we know who we're serving. And so uh, that was a cool experience playing with him there. Now, we played against each other in the NFL. I was with the uh, Cardinals. He was with the Eagles in regular season games. But the Super Bowl would have been a whole different thing. Yeah. My parents still have their jerseys, like half Eagle, half Cardinal. Like, so they have those. the Kelsey's with the similar stuff. Bingo, bingo. So that's an unbelievable thing. But uh, the Super Bowl, I think, is just a whole nother, whole nother opportunity. So that, that 09 championship, if I remember correctly, that's the Colt McCoy got yes, hurt. Yes, yes. So, so when you're watching last week with the Niners where – their quarterback goes down and suddenly they're in a tough spot you know a bit about what that what that's like how are the you know there there's i was just seeing on twitter 40 whiners is trending right now because, oh wow <laughs> because they're they're saying you know we would have been there we would have done this if we didn't have this unfortunate thing how tough is that to, to get over when you know especially on defense right you guys did what you heard you were trying to do but your offense couldn't get it going with the backup. it's it's such a 
impossible feeling mm. because everyone in that San Francisco locker room says, man, it would have been a whole different game if we would have had our quarterback. Mm. They went to their fourth string quarterback. Trey Lance was hurt. Jimmy G was hurt. <laughs> they were playing with string number three. Four string goes, if he gets hurt. They, they were confident with their third string quarterback, right. and they're going, we just can't go to our fourth. <laughs> right. And so, and even he was injured. Exactly. He banged up in that game. And so, it's an impossible situation because you believe I, I still believe if Colt would have been healthy, we would have won that game. And there's a lot of reasons. I, I think people agree with that. I mean, not everyone Alabama fans say whatever, but we were slicing and dicing and going down the field and all the things. They ran a fake punt. We knew it was going to happen. We intercepted their fake punt in the first quarter. Like we were ready. So, so 14, 15 years from now, you think the Niners are still going to be sitting around, even if the Eagles win the Super Bowl going, we were the best team in the league that year? Maybe not. If they win, if they go win some other ones, then they oh, won't. Okay. But mind you, like, I graduated the year after. I played, played another year. I mean, so I don't think they'll be saying that for that long. But the players on that team, they'll know it to be true. They'll, be, they'll believe it to be true. <laughs> Sam Ocho joining us here in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, former NFL linebacker, current ESPN analyst, author of Change Starts With You, coming out March 7th. Uh, since you brought up Texas, I mean, Arch Manning's on campus. Is, is Texas back, folks? Uh, Arch Manning has lost his student ID two times. So, like, <laughs> before we talk about Texas, it's his ID back. That's the biggest. It's Arch Manning's ID back in his hand. He has an ID, right? Yeah, uh, right, exactly. The, the big stars don't walk in here with a media right, pass. They right. walk in and say, I right. know who I am. Yeah, I need to take my media pass yeah, off. Exactly. Um, yeah, so. Um, the, the suit. I, the suit is your media pass. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> um, I think, so, you know. I think people say, saying, are you back? Are you back? You got to win your, you got to win the Big mm -hmm. 12. And then now, after this, you got to go win the SEC. So I think that's really the question: Will you be able to win the SEC? They're moving to C after this year. You got to win. It's a bit, SEC's big task. Big task. You don't just go there to be average. You go there to win. And so you're not back until you're competing for SEC championships. We're talking with Sam Acho. Let's let's dive into the game here uh, with a running attack like the Eagles that that depends so heavily on the RPO. Uh, what are some of the, the, the challenges? How would you deal with it as, as a defender trying to, to, to match up and, and kind of play that chess game within the chess game? You have to be – it's hard to defend the RPO with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. and with an offense like Nick Sirianni's, right? That run-pass option, like they run it so effectively and they have weapons on the outside. They don't – like A.J. Brown – there was a couple games he hadn't been fully utilized. Yep. You saw that in the playoffs, and he's frustrated, but they're still winning. Devontae Smith hadn't been fully utilized, then they're still winning. And you see the run game be dominant, right? RPO, run pass out. They can run the ball so effectively, you got to stop that before they can do anything else. And so for me, I think it's really hard to defend, especially with a great decision maker like Jalen Hurts. As a, as a defender, are you aware when a wide receiver is getting frustrated? Yeah, because – because – I, I think you're aware because you're on the field and you hear it and you feel it, and your game plan beforehand is to frustrate him. Do, do you do you almost metaphorically twist the knife? Are are you in what ways? Like uh, it could be verbally, could be getting a little extra physical, right? If, if he's blocking maybe all the way up to the whistle because you know they're yeah. they're bubbling up a little bit. Well, so I, yeah, I think so. So I played defensive end. I was mainly going doing this against tight ends and offensive linemen. I rarely, a few times, I would try to go reroute a receiver, yeah. but it wasn't really my forte. But I know that's a real thing. Like, hey, we're going to frustrate you. But the other side is they can make one catch. <laughs> Get, and then, the, then all of a sudden, like, everything changes. Everything changes. That's the only difference. So if it was me, I'm not really going to try and agitate too much. We just keep you mad, angry, and frustrated. And then after the game, I could do all my talking. Well, let's talk about that, that Eagles offensive line then. If, yeah. if, if you're, you're down in the trenches, yeah. it, 
there's a lot of hype, right? Yeah. Uh, everything from Jason Kelsey can pull from the center position to Jordan Mailata is this big to they're actually pretty good singers if you listen to their their Christmas music. Like, does part of you, if you're on that Chiefs defensive line, want to shut up the hype for the Eagles? If I'm Chris Jones, I definitely do. I had a career year this year if I'm Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. And talk all about the <laughs> offensive line you want. All I need is to win a few one-on-ones against my matchup or put three guys on me, and then Carlotta, you go do work. So, yes, type them up. But we watch the tape. Sing all you want. I watch the tape. And, then, and Kelsey is good, and Lange, all these guys are good players. But they got to go against me. That's what I'm saying if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Chris, Chris Jones. I say Chris Johnson. Chris Jones. Chris Johnson would be a different kind of athlete Yeah, there. wow, Chris Johnson. Uh, Sam Hajo connecting with us here in the Pitbull back when more guest chair, former NFL linebacker, current ESPN analyst, and author of Change Starts With You coming out March 7th. Uh, what, what would they be getting if, if they buy your book when it comes out in about a month? You'll be getting inspired. You'll be getting encouraged. You'll be getting a reminder that you don't have to sit on your hands anymore when it comes to things not only in society but in, your, in the world and your life. You can actually, like, make a change. It's a little thing. I had a coach, Vic Fangio, was my coach in Chicago. He used to always say, little things done well make big things happen. And I saw that firsthand. I got nominated for the uh, Pro, well, Pro Bowl nominee for my special for, for uh, Chicago Bears on special teams because I want to do a little thing well. Mm. Right? I saw society change in Chicago, the west side of Chicago, a, a food desert, turn into a, a place with a lot of healthy food because of a little thing. I've seen – coaching change gm hires change i've seen me change as a dad as a husband because change starts with you it's not about some other person making some other decision change starts with you your um, willingness to be vulnerable your willingness to like have hard, hard conversations to address some insecurities and issues that you may have to rekindle your fire like those things that really make you go that's where I've, that's what you'll get when you go buy this book. And it's at samachobook.com. It's a, if you pre-order right now, you can get you also get advanced cop, uh, chapters <laughs> and bonus content. But that's what you get when you get this book. All right, Sam Acho, by the way, you mentioned Vic Fangio. Good fit down there in, in Miami. Vic Vic's a great fit anywhere he he anywhere he, he is. It'll be interesting to see how him and Mike McDaniel do their thing. I don't know McDaniel at all. Um, Seems quirky from the outside. Right. And Vic 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 is kind of similar so you know, you know so it'll be I want to see how that works out. But Vic's, I mean, the defense is going to be dominant. That's who Vic is. All right, Sam Macho, we appreciate you for stopping by. Thanks. Again, the book is called Change Starts With You. It comes out March 7th, available at samachobook.com right now. Uh, We'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show live from Phoenix coming up in just a few minutes. Giving you the latest from the NFL's biggest game. It's the Tim Donnelly Show presented by Dreamlawns. Live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It is our final show from Radio Row here at the Super Bowl, and we're, uh, we're going to bleed it for all it's worth. Coming up later on, uh, within the next hour, we have an NFL MVP, Rich Gannon. We have uh, a current NFL superstar, two-time All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler, Miles Garrett. We have uh, Matt Verderam, national reporter for the for fan-sided, but also has done a lot of work covering the Chiefs, knows this team inside and out. Uh, and, of course, we also have Monday headlines coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to be playing that literally in a minute or two. Uh, so get your Monday headlines in now. What will the sports world be talking about on Monday? Get your guesses in to our text line, 757-687-9494. Quickly, I want to give you our health check. 
brought to you by Virginia Clinical Research, and uh, it's simple on this one. We know what we know, right? The, the uh, Chiefs have everyone off of their injury report. Essentially, they're all practicing in full except for Kadarius Toney. Does that mean they're all 100% healthy? Heck no. We expect Patrick Mahomes to have the ankle injury. We expect him to play through it like he did in the AFC Championship game. On the Chiefs' side of things, they have two guys battling nagging injuries up front. That would be Landon Dickerson and Lane Johnson. But again, do we expect them to play through it? Absolutely. Why? Because they're extremely tough individuals, and they've been playing through it up to this point, and they've had two weeks to get better. Uh, I hope, like many of us should be hoping, that injuries are not the story we're talking about on Monday. Yeah, I don't care if you're an Eagles fan or a Chiefs fan. You want your team to win, but you don't want them to win because the other team got hurt. You don't want to create another 49ers situation where they are out there uh, right now telling anyone that will listen that they're actually better from the Eagles. They just had bad injury luck. That's not what you want. You want to beat them fair and square. You want to beat them with their fastball, and that's what we're hoping for, and that is the Virginia Clinical Research Health Check. Uh, And with that being said, we'll get started with Monday Headlines. It's time to guess Monday's headlines on the Tim Donnelly Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And the reason why I said with that being said, we're going to get started with the Monday headlines is because one came in from our guy Cal in the 757. And uh, Cal's Monday headline (laughs) is one of the two teams' quarterbacks gets injured and knocked out of the game. Uh, I hope that is you you think that here's – I'm going to give you an out here, Cal, because you never want to root for injuries. Never, never, never. But I hope that what you're saying is the defensive lines are so dynamic and they're so talented that the offensive lines are going to struggle to protect their quarterbacks. Thus, one will unfortunately, and through a a gross, unlucky happenstance, one of the quarterbacks will not be able to finish the game. Uh, But again, we're, we're hoping that everybody that starts the game finishes the game and everybody that, uh, you know, wins can say they did it against the opposing team's best shot. I'll get it started with this one, right? My Monday headlines look like this. I think Jason Kelsey retires in the postgame. And I think that's win, lose, or draw. Jason Kelsey's been around a long time. He's a five-time All-Pro. He's a Super Bowl champion. I think he's done most of what he wanted to do. He started a podcast this year with his brother Travis. It's the number one sports podcast in the world. So I think he sees, hey, there's, a, there's an avenue for me after football. Uh, I am an undersized center. They don't traditionally age super well into their very, very uh, old, quote-unquote, sports old years. Um, so I think it's going to be emotional postgame for them, brothers playing against brothers. Uh, I, it's going to be very, very emotional, meaning one of them is going to win. Uh, so I think it's an opportunity for him to sail off into the sunset. Jason Kelsey retires in the postgame. Tim, Mahomes' feet are a factor. Now, I'm not going to tell you which way because I don't want to give away my pick. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. But one way or the other, Mahomes' feet is going to be a big storyline going into the Super Bowl. And I I ultimately believe it's going to either make or break the Super Bowl. Again, I'm not going to tell you which way I'm leaning. I'll leave that till the end of the show. But I believe Mahomes' feet will be a factor. Uh, Monday headline coming from the 757 on the text line, which is open, by the way, 757-687-9494, the Dream Lawns text line. Uh, going away from the Super Bowl here is the texter from the 757. Kyrie Irving already dissatisfied in Dallas demands a trade. Well, 
the trade deadline was Thursday, so can't, <laughs> can't demand a trade. But I did see uh, if Kyrie doesn't sign an extension with Dallas, he's a free agent this offseason. I did see Brian Windhorst say he's always been interested in playing in Phoenix, and he and Kevin Durant <laughs> apparently left on good terms. Like, that conversation is already happening. The, granted, Kyrie didn't say anything about it, but the conversation is already happening. So there is a world where that is a high, uh, headline on Monday. And just the fact that that's a possibility is uh, is pretty, pretty darn <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, what are you, you going to do but laugh at that one? But it's similar to this. I saw Dan Orlovsky today say uh, on ESPN, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, then it's a disappointment if they don't become a dynasty. Normally, we wait until they at least win one to talk dynasty, <laughs> uh, going straight into straight into the dynasty talk when they've just made a Super Bowl. Uh, that's that's again, we're we're jumping we're jumping ahead on things now. So Kyrie just signed. Let's already get to the next step. Uh, we'll go back to one of mine here. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a legend. I think that's going to be a headline on Monday. I think uh, all of the reluctant haters. There's kind of that moment, and every player, every great great player gets there. Where you're great, everybody loves you. You're great, everybody loves you. You're great, everybody loves you. And then all of a sudden, everybody goes, wait a second. I don't know if I want you to be great anymore. Now, there's two options there. Either you regress and everybody goes, I told you. Or you break through that glass ceiling and now you're you're kind of unassailable, right? Uh, Kyrie, or not Kyrie, gosh, Kyrie's on the mind. I think Steph Curry's the best example of this, right? He was great, he was great, he was great. All of a sudden, everyone was like, wait, he's ruining the game. And he just played so well. That now it's like no, he's just he's just one of the all-time greats. You can't really argue against it. I think Patrick Mahomes gets there this weekend. That's not to say they win, although I am picking the Chiefs. Uh, but I think he plays well enough that everybody goes, yeah, you know what, that guy's pretty inarguable. He's pretty good. I think Luca and Kyrie combined for ninety over the weekend. Okay, Luca's sitting out tonight. I don't know if you saw that. He had heel issues at at shoot around. Uh, he's hoping to play tomorrow. But tonight he's sitting out. So all right, well that one game without Lucas, I mean that could be right. a thirty-five point points. You You're don't right. Have. You're right. So Saturday, so tomorrow against Sacramento, they're going to combine for nine. Combine for ninety. I think it's only a matter in a of single time. game. In a single game, I think wow. it's only a matter of time before these two kind of figure out things. It seems like Kyrie's somewhat happy. You never really know with Kyrie if he's going to be happy in Dallas or not. He seems happy, and I think it's only a matter of time before these two go off in the same game. 90 seems like a good number to me. All right. I mean, that would be that would be a headline to talk about. If you're going to get us talking about basketball the Monday after the Super Bowl, it might have to be 90. Uh, from the 757, Chiefs D-line gives Philly the hurts. <laughs> they win 31-10. Now, I will say, uh, I'm not – I'm not upset that after Sunday we might be done with the Hurts puns on Monday headlines. Uh, we've been getting the so-and-so will give them the Hurts for a while. It's good work. I don't hate it. I didn't hate it at first. I'm just a little inundated by it, you know, overplayed a little bit. So I'm not I'm not mad that's going to end. Uh, there you go. From the 757, another Monday headline, Patrick loses another Super Bowl. The score 31-9. to Yikes. I d- I know that Andy Reid has been given uh, some some heat for his game management in the past. I don't believe if they're down 31 or if they're they're getting beat handily, he's going to kick keep kicking field goals to end with three of them. I think he will start going for it. Uh, I also just don't see it being that big of a blowout. But hey, you now have it in the text line. If it happens, 
feel free to let us know on Monday that you knew all along. Uh, I'll give you this one. I think the Eagles score on the first drive. I think the Eagles score on the first drive. Um, and I say that for a few reasons, one of which um, I think they've, they've not over-prepared, but they're really prepared. I think that script for their first drive is going to be airtight. It's going to be set up very well. I think Nick Sirianni is one of those overworkers. Now, that's I, I think Andy Reid will likely win the adjustment battle as the game goes along. But I think right out the gate, the Eagles are going to plow down the field and probably with mostly run, uh, get into the end zone. So Eagles score on the first drive, one of my Monday headlines. I think controversy is going to surround the coin toss. I think, <laughs> I think Donna Kelsey... Mama Kelsey is, is going to actually doing it. I don't know if she is or not, but I'm going to I hope she is. Okay. And if she does, I think there's going to be so much controversy. It's going to be talked about. It's going to be the most talked about coin flip in the history of the Super Bowl. There people are going to be dissecting, okay, she 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 angled her hand this way, so that means it was more likely to go for the Chiefs you or for the Eagles. You think she has Eagles. a favorite son? I think she does, and I think we're going to be speculating who that is come Monday. More Monday headlines here uh, from Nick in Norfolk. Both teams are pretty well matched, but the difference maker will be coaching. Andy Reid shows Nick Sirianni how you win a Super Bowl. Huh. Hmm. Look at that. Uh, imagine Andy Andy Reid, for a large part of his career, was the, co- the coach that couldn't win the big one. Now he's the one showing other coaches how to win the big one. Michael in Northern Neck, even though Super I don't know, even though retired Super Bowl, the entire, I bet you that's supposed to be, even though the entire Super Bowl, I'm just going to say, everything revolves <laughs> around the Tom Brady talk. That text made my brain get twisted up into a pretzel. Uh, Tom Brady talk is bigger than the Super Bowl, I believe is what the, the texter is trying to say there, uh, which is pretty crazy. I mean, I think that's a possibility. If Tom Brady wants to be the biggest story, there's one of like 100 things he could tweet out. Like, hey, I'm considering coming back. Right there, he's the talk on Monday. Uh, from the 757, Eagles backup quarterback will win the Super Bowl. You think Gardner Minshew is going to roll in there like uh, like Nick Foles of a prior time? With possibilities. Can you imagine? Uh, from the 757. See, this one I like. This is a good you, – you have two trap doors on this one. Uh, from the 757, everyone thought it was going to be a good one. Turns out another blowout, one team or another. That way – <laughs> I mean, it could two different things, and you could be right, right? Eagles blow out the Chiefs, you're right. Chiefs blow out the Eagles, you're right. That's not a bad one. That's that, There's a little a forethought on that one. Um, oh, this one's a good one. Coming in from the 586, this will be the last one. 34-27 Eagles, but Henny gets a touchdown. I like it. Henny thing is possible. Trick play, or is Patrick Mahomes out of the game? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess you're saying trick play because I don't like asking for injuries. Uh, so anything is possible. Anything is possible. Chad Henney gets a touchdown. You can keep the Monday headlines coming into our text line, the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. Uh, we'll continue to read them throughout the show if they're good enough to be read online or on air, I should say. In the meantime, when we come back, Matt Verderam, national NFL reporter for Fansided, Stack in the Box podcast, very familiar with the Chiefs, will join the show to help break down the Super Bowl coming up. Again, Matt Verderam, right here in the broadcast booth, brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more, coming up next. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. From Radio Row at Super Bowl 57.
This is the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dreamlawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show, live from Radio Row here in Phoenix, and joining us in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, Matt Verderam, national NFL reporter at Fansided. You can also check out his Stack in the Box podcast. Uh, Matt, I've been avoiding this conversation with most guests because I think it's a little too, like, philosophical. But, but you've been actually – I follow you on Twitter. You've been on it for a while, and I think you do a good job with it. What does a second Super Bowl do for Pat Mahomes when it comes to, to legacy and the peers he can have in NFL history? Well, so, first of all, thank you. Second mm-hmm. of all, he, he won MVP last night, right? So, if he wins the Super Bowl on Sunday, you join a pantheon where you've got Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, only quarterbacks to ever win multiple Super Bowls as a starter and multiple MVPs. It's a pretty good, it's good group. Company, yeah. it's a good group, right? I mean, <laughs> and if you even if you just look at it from a Super Bowl's perspective, you start looking at it and going, okay, two Super Bowls. I think because Brady won seven and it's so recent, it feels like well, two. I mean, who cares? When you when you actually stop and think about it, like almost everybody who's won two is like an automatic first ballot Hall of Fame. Like the only guy probably who's not is like Jim Plunkett. Right, he's like the one like random guy. Like, really, shot he at Jim won. Like, yeah, man took a took a strike. But I, look, I think when you start talking about two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. you get into such a class. I mean, heck, if you want to talk about three Super Bowls, you know, guys ever won three Super Bowls? Or Brady, Montana, I think uh, Aikman, Bradshaw, uh, and, and Bradshaw. That's it. I mean, that that's the entire group. You know, so winning this second one, I just think it elevates you in a class. Like right now, he has as many Super Bowl wins as Trent Dilfer. <laughs> okay, no, no I, I feel like another guy just yeah. took a shot at. But yeah. I, Ricochet, like, it's fine. But <laughs> you get to two, you start entering a whole another class, especially when you're 27 years mm-hmm. old and you've got you know, potentially 10, 12 years out of you. Uh, we're talking with Matt Verderam, national NFL reporter at Fansided. Uh, this year it felt like the year where everybody tried to put somebody above Mahomes. It was Allen for a long yep. time. As recently as their last game, it was going to be Joe Burrow was yep. going to move equal or ahead of. Uh, how close are they? I mean, I think you'd, you'd have to say that from a raw talent perspective, Allen, Herbert, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're close. They're close. But nobody puts it all together in the way that he does, which is what makes him so special. I think you look at him, and they beat Burrow on Sunday, and they did it with him on one leg. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw for 326 yards. They lost their top three receivers during the course of the game. Didn't matter. The whole preseason was about they traded Tyreek Hill, now it's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. he went out and threw for 5,200 yards and 41 touchdowns. It didn't matter. I think, I think there's always a tendency to want to find the next big thing. You know, okay, we've discovered Mahomes. We know what he is, and he's great, and that's fine. But what about this guy, right? It's like that old, like, you could have a boat, or you could have what's behind that, that door. And it's like, okay, well, it could be a boat. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Okay, right, or it could be, it could be eight bucks and change, right? I mean, so <laughs> I think the closest guy to him, even though they play completely differently, is Burrow. Okay. Burrow is an it factor. He's accurate. He's very good moving around in the pocket. He's not a guy who's going to run a ton, can run a little, but he's got those movement skills. I think when those two – to me, that's the next big rivalry in the NFL is them in, them in Cincinnati. Where I mean, they have a genuine dislike of each other. I don't know that the Chiefs and the Bills is like a dislike. The, the Bengals game felt personal last Sunday for both teams. I think it will continue to. We're here on Radio Row. There's this big old poster down there with two two quarterbacks on it. Where does Jalen Hurts fit into all that conversation of, of the next rising group of, of quarterbacks? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of it depends on Sunday. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, look, to the victors go the spoils, right? I mean, in, in the end, if he, if he goes out and he does not play well in this game, the Eagles lose, people are going to go, that's nice, you had a great year. 
But <laughs> who cares? Right? I, mean, I mean, it's going to go. Who, who cares? You know, nobody, nobody cares. I'll give an example. Now, I'm not saying he's similar to this guy, but I, I think there's a, a comparison to be drawn. Cam Newton had a great year, mm-hmm. a great year in 2015. Panthers won 15-1. Newton won MVP. Deservedly so. He clearly was the choice. They struggled in that game. That wasn't really, I don't even think Cam's fault. They couldn't block them from front. It kind of went sideways on them. Never got back to the Super Bowl. Never really threatened to get back to the Super Bowl. Never had that same level of success. Cam Newton now, when his name comes up on the ballot, you're going to go, maybe, but I don't know. There's a lot of boxes unchecked. If he won that game, I think he's probably going to Canton. He's mm. probably in, right? He's an MVP. He's a Super Bowl winner. If, if Hurts wins this game, look, we're not having the Canton debate yet. I mean, but I, <laughs> but I think you'd look at him and go, hey, he's he's right in that class now with a Herbert and a Burrow and an maybe ahead of Herbert. Herbert's going to want a playoff game. Like, I think he joins that group. Sirianni joins that group of these elite head coaches. You win a ring, it puts you in a, in a group and in a class that nobody can ever take it away from you. And so I think – I personally don't put Hurts on the level of some of those top, top, top quarterbacks. But if you win the Super Bowl, you can have that argument. It's not crazy. Matt Verderam, Stacking the Box podcast. Check it out. Uh, he's joining us here in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. Uh, I, I saw on, t- on Twitter that you actually agree with this. We, we've obviously all been following the, the players, the, the teams, everything going on here in Phoenix. Is, is there s- – Kansas City definitely the more loose team. That, that's what I've, I've seen yes. you kind of co-sign. Yes. Uh, is there such thing as too loose going into a Super Bowl? This is a big game, and it feels like they're you know real loosey goosey having a good time. I've so when I I cover national now, but mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit extra attention with them because Fanside was actually founded as a as a Chiefs website, mm-hmm. and so and so the founders of Chiefs fans or anything else. I've watched every snap of this team for the last decade. They're usually at their best when they're like this, when it's just fine. Let's kick the ball off and play it. I mean, I think. It's also a weird week for them because they're the underdogs. Mm-hmm. They're never they're never the underdog in anything ever, and you've heard all week long how yo they have Mahomes, but the Eagles are just so much better across the board. Sometimes Mahomes and Kelsey, but the the, right. the Eagles are better across the board. I don't elsewhere. know that I feel that way. Like I think the Eagles do have a slightly better roster. I think the Chiefs are a lot better defensively than people realize that they are. Like if you look at EPA over the last couple of months, the Chiefs are better defensively. Mm. Now I don't know that I. Like, that's one little metric of a million things. <laughs> the Eagles have an amazing pass rush. They've got two great corners. I think this thing's going to come down to the Eagles sit in a very predictable zone defense. But it doesn't matter because they've gotten so much pressure. And part of that is they get up on these teams and they can just unload, mm-hmm. right? They don't have to worry about you running the ball. And they've played quarterbacks that can't beat them. It doesn't matter. This is a little bit of a different deal. If Mahomes has time he's going to find guys if the eagles don't get up by 10 points early in this game what does it look like like what if the chiefs get up by 10 points then what i mean if the chiefs get down by 10 points they're not even going to care they get they get down these <laughs> games all the time it that's matter. when they wake up yeah right like, for them that's like okay we'll start the game now like what if it's 17 7 midway through the second quarter right that's that's why i'm interested in it but I, I think the rosters are closer than people think i think the eagles big advantage is that d-line but they've got especially the edge rush They've got to get home. If they don't get home with that, it's going to be a very long night. And, and you, you've stumbled upon one of my little pet theories here, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a Delaware guy, Brett Veach, a Delaware guy. Yeah, sure. why, why isn't he turned into the celebrity that Howie Roseman is for how he's put together a team that's gone to three or four Super Bowls and, and already has a win? Because he has Andy Reid, 
and Andy Reid gets a lot of the shine that's for it. The, and, and the mag- and, magnet. I think, but that that's kind of the, the point I just made too about like Mahomes is like such a supernova of a star that everybody just looks at the Chiefs and it's almost like you're blinded by him. It's like oh, Mahomes and the Mahomes ads. <laughs> like, the Chiefs had six All Pros on the team. Like, yeah, the Chiefs called Chris Jones a the pip. Chiefs are. Yeah, right. I mean, the Chiefs have all these guys like. Who are really, really, I mean, Frank Clark is third all time in postseason sacks. You've got Lajarius mm-hmm. Sneed, who's one of the better, more mm-hmm. versatile corners in the league. Trent McDuffie has been phenomenal as a rookie corner. In fact, that was my feature this week. I wrote about their four rookie starters in the secondary. They've been excellent. Again, Brett Veach picked them. Right, right. First <laughs> round, fourth round, seventh round, then a second round rookie. And then they have Pacheco, who's the running back mm-hmm. out of Jersey, out of Rutgers, who's a seventh round pick. But nobody talks about any of these guys because it's like, well, they have Mahomes. And so it's Mahomes. I think Veach, Veach has done, if you look at his draft record the last three years, put it up against anybody. I mean, they drafted Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton in the late second round, the same draft. They drafted Trey Smith in the sixth round. Well, Jerry Sneed was a fourth-round pick. Willie Gay was a second-round pick. Mostly because they didn't draft in the first round. And then they had two this year, and they took McDuffie and Carl Loftus. And Carl Loftus had, I think it was five sacks in his last seven games. They had won the ace title game. Like, They've they've built a team that is young, it's talented, obviously being here, and they've got a ton of cast chasing. And by the way, they have 12 more draft picks this year. Everyone that sits in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, we give the opportunity. I have a feeling I know where this is going, but uh, what's your pick and why? I mean, I think, look, if the Eagles can win up front in the game, then I think the Eagles will win the game. If they can't, and this becomes a thing where the Chiefs, whether through scheme or Mahomes getting the ball out, if they can't dominate up front, I think the Chiefs will win the game. I also think the big matchup in this game nobody's talked about is Spagnuolo against Hurts. Hurts is a terrific young quarterback, but he is a young quarterback. Spagnuolo brings pressure from everywhere. They do a ton of different stuff. They'll be in man one, then it's zone, then it's then it's a combo coverage, and they'll they'll blitz. I mean, they had a they had a play. I think it was against Jacksonville where they blitzed the safety through the a gap, and they dropped a 340 pound nose tackle on the coverage. <laughs> They had Frank Clark running down the seam on a cover two. Like it was just, Bags just flexing on him. And it's, stu- <laughs> it's stuff where as a quarterback, it sounds like, well, then, of course, you just throw to that. But you don't expect Frank Clark to go running down the seam with Christian Kirk. Like yeah. it's just Who's that it, blimp in the secondary? It's so weird. <laughs> and by the time you process it, you're, you're sacked. Yep. Or the ball is gone. I'm picking the Chiefs 31-23. I think it's a very good game. But I think the Chiefs coaching staff is the big advantage. It hasn't been talked about a lot this week. Matt Verderam, NFL a reporter, national reporter for Fansided Stack in the Box podcast. Thanks a bunch for jumping on. Hey, you got it anytime. Once again, that's Matt Verderam. We'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row coming up after this.